it's my honor to introduce a person who I've admired from afar for a long time. This sounds like I'm talking to a girl. Anyway, I really, really appreciate this gentleman standing next to my right here. Who we've worked together, or would not work together, but worked in the same field, and everybody knows Bernie from ISB, a graduate from what, 1975? Who, well, I'll just let him tell his story. It's a great one. Bernie Egan, take it away. Thank you. Thank you, and uh, and good night, everyone. Thank you very much. It's been it's been so much fun, and uh, boy, we'll we'll do it again next year. Just, uh, uh, okay, hi, um, I I am Bernie Egan, as uh, Bill said so well, and uh, so I don't even need to say that again, really. Um, I I uh, I want to thank everybody. I, I posted on Facebook in the uh, ISBVI group, and uh, a lot of people uh, came back, and uh, I asked what well, what I should talk about. And they were very nice, and they were very kind, and uh, I appreciate that a lot because uh, I'm nervous. This is uh, – the, the, uh, I mean, a lot of these people are – you know, they're my peers, and, and so they know me, like, in, in ways that people shouldn't know other people, really. And <laughs> But they but they do, and it's, it's kind of scary. I mean, because we went to school and stayed all week and many times stayed weekends, and so we just got to know each other in – like ways you know your family you know it's like you know like like who takes longer in the bathroom and stuff like that and you just know that stuff because you lived with people so yeah i graduated in uh, 1975 before isb had a vi see yeah yeah i got all confused it became isb vi and i found out that soon it's going to be isb vi Now, I don't know if that's true, but that, that's what I heard. So, uh, I, I, like I said, I'm so honored to be here. I can't believe this, that you guys actually asked me. Uh, you must have run out of people because uh, Pam Schnur said no this year, apparently, you know. So, um, I, you know, I, I did the school thing, I, and, and then I went to Ball State, and then I... Because... I figure... I figured I could go to Ball State because pretty much anybody could. So, you know, it was like, yeah, you know. And, and it's like, okay, let's see. Where's a good party school? Ball State. Thank you. Okay, I'm there. Yeah. So, uh, really, what I did at Ball State most of the time is play on the radio station. That's uh, We had a dorm station. That's what I did. So, then, I, you know, I landed at Emmis, which is where I've been for, uh, well, since 1981. And, you, you know, we all know about uh, the whole blind thing and how it's not always easy. You know, you think, I've got all this ability and all this talent, whether I'm a musician or a broadcaster or uh, whether I work in a assembly line situation, uh, whatever, you know, like uh, the vending program. I'm so good that even though I'm blind, nobody's going to care, but they do. And, and so I got on at Emmis and... Uh, the program director there said to the the guy who owns the station, he goes, now, this uh, Bernie Egan guy is is blind. And uh, the owner of the station, his name is Jeff Smolian, he said, uh, I don't care. And 
And he said, you, you, you don't care? He goes, no, as long as he can do the job, he's got it. If he can't do the job, he's out of here. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so needless to say, I was a happy camper. I mean, I worked there for a, a million years and then um, retired last July, and they called me back to work part-time. So I'm like, it, it's, a, it's the best of both worlds. I get to work part-time, and I get to be retired too. So, you know, I, I just had, you know, people said, talk about, talk about school. And uh, I, I think if anybody wants to know what I did in school – you ask Jeff Claxon. That's what you do. He <laughs> he knows everything I did in school. He can tell you what color the shirt was I was wearing in October of 1965. Because he knows these things. It's remarkable. If he says to me, yeah, Bernie, I remember this time at school that you said this or that. And I don't remember it at all. I don't doubt it one bit. Because... Jeff Claxon knows. He just does. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, I did a school thing, and, I, I, and, and they had this thing when I was in school, and I don't know how it is now, but they wanted everybody to be on the wrestling team. Yeah, you, if, if you guys aren't on the wrestling team, you're, 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 you're going to sit around in your dorm and do nothing. And, and it, so I joined the wrestling team, and then they said, if you quit wrestling, you'll quit at everything. So I didn't want to quit wrestling because I didn't want to quit at everything. So I became a wrestler, and I was really <clears throat> terrible. You know how many match? You know how many matches I won? None, not one. And Lou Moneymaker comes up to me one day. We're at a meet, and he goes. All right, Bernie, get out there and win one, buddy. I shook my head yes, and in my head I'm going, no way. No way. I am going to lose this match. No problem. So I quit wrestling. And it, it really depressed me because I knew then I would quit at everything. So I quit wrestling, and I went back to the dorm, and I was really depressed. So I went up, and I, I took a nap. All the way up to dinner time, and I got up and I thought, wow, this is great. Yeah. I won't quit taking naps. Yeah, come on. So, no, I, I just thought, okay, I don't, I can't wrestle. I'm not good at it. I was okay at band, but I was not good at wrestling. So, I was in the band, and uh, we, we lost Herman Bennett recently, uh, and, and it's a, a very sad loss. I saw Herman a little over a year ago and would never have known anything at all was wrong. We had a great talk, and it was just fun. But Herman and I both played trumpet in the band. Herman was first chair. There were two of us, so therefore I was second chair. If there had been three of us, I would have been third chair. If there were four, I would have been tenth chair. Let me just say, I was not good, I, you know. And so, so Herman could just make that trumpet, well, kick butt, if you will. <clears throat> uh, Ma, he said butt. I'm sorry, I won't say it again. Thank you. Um, but he was so good, and so I went to our band director, Mr. Porter, at the time, and I said, Mr. Porter, I think, 
If I say that again, will you applaud again? Mr. Porter at the time. By the way, I got in trouble with Mr. Porter once um, <clears throat> because I started, I was, I was a child, okay? I was immature like I am today, but I called him Mr. Supporter. And, uh, y- you, know, he, you know, and he did not appreciate it and made me stay after school one day. You know how I know that? Jeff Claxon told me. So, so anyway, I said, uh, Mr. Porter, I think there is something wrong with my trumpet. Because Herman sounds so much better than mine. And so he said, well, let's take a look. And we switched out mouthpieces. And he gave Herman my trumpet. And Herman made my trumpet sound like his trumpet. And I thought... <laughs> Okay, all right, it's just me, I get it, all right. But when we were in school, a couple of us, uh, a guy named Hank Shirk, the late Hank Shirk, and I, were big fans of a show called Dark Shadows. Now, Dark Shadows was on too late for us to see the whole show after school. Uh, So we would race back to the dorm. I mean, as fast as we could. We would commandeer that TV. All we got were the last 10 minutes of the show every day. But we did it. And there, I mean, people knew they just got out of the way because Dark Shadows was on. And so it was like 10 minutes a day every day. That's all we got of Dark Shadows. But it, it was fun and it's a great memory. And um, so then, you know, after school, I did the college thing and I, I worked for Emmis and being in radio is is so funny sometimes. You get some really weird calls from time to time. You just do. Uh, now, I did the morning show for nine years where I started at 5.30 in the morning because I was totally crazy. And uh, my wife didn't divorce me either, by the way, uh, doing a morning show. Yeah. But I, I one morning, I got this call. It's literally 5.30 in the morning, and this guy woke up and decided he had to request a song. Now, I don't know how clear this will be. It's a little distorted, but uh, let's give it a listen. How's it sound so far? <laughs> hey, yeah, you know what I'd really like is, uh, oh, it's a, uh, oh gosh, uh, Teddy Pendergrass sings. It's Melvin. And the blue notes. Yeah, which one? You know that. Well, um, well, you know it's. Uh, uh, you know what song I'm talking about? It's the uh, that one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Yeah, they they had several though. They had several. Well, the big one, the, the one that. Uh, um, I'm half asleep. I'm sorry. Is it uh, If You Don't Know Me By Now? Yeah, that. That, Th- that one. That I one. love that song. Okay, well, wake up. Uh, you know, I, I wake up with your radio station. I have it in my car. I listen to it at work. And I'm sorry I'm half asleep. Oh, well, that's okay, as long as you're not on the road right now. <laughs> well, I just woke up. But you're you're on my clock radio when I wake up. So, uh, If You Don't Know Me By Now by Harold Melvin and the Blue Nose. Well, glad you made that clear. <laughs> Yeah, he he was uh, listening on his clock radio, and people almost don't use clock radios anymore. It's kind of a kind of a cool thing that he was uh, listening on a clock radio. 
And then later on, we started this contest called Bees Big Bucks. And people could win money. And it was such a great feeling because people could win money. You, you call their name and they call you back. And, and this woman was not going to be able to go see her brand new granddaughter until she won Bees Big Bucks. So it was kind of fun to, to hear it happen. This is Catherine Alley. Catherine, you just won $500. Oh, you don't know what a blessing that is. You can tell me. I'm going to go see my grandbaby in November. And how old is your grandbaby? She's going to be born on the 6th of November. So before this, you didn't think you'd be able to go or you weren't sure? I wasn't sure how I was going to be able to afford a week with no pay. Because I don't get vacations. And now you can go. And let's hope for a strong, healthy grandchild. How about that? Oh, praise the Lord for little Penelope. <laughs> little Penelope. If if it had been a grandson, she was he was going to be called Bernie. I know. I just know. <laughs> but see, see, we, we made her day. We made her month because she won $500 with these big bucks. Now... Here's another Bees Big Bucks call. This is a very different call, and I, I, I will explain why I put this call on after you hear the call. Unless there's another Sherry Williams, I believe you just called my name. I think we just called your name, Sherry. Well, I don't win anything. <laughs> Today is your lucky day, Sherry. Oh, my God, that is so wonderful. Now, what are you going to do with that money, Sherry? I am going to have a wheelchair ramp built here at home for myself. That's so cool because she needed a wheelchair ramp, and she got $500 to help build it. But that's not the end of the story. (laughs) After the call was played on the air, I got a phone call, and I thought, oh, it's going to be somebody calling, hey, whose name did you call? Um, But it wasn't. It was a guy in his truck. This guy in his truck had a big burly voice. He said, uh, yeah, Bernie. That's how he sounded. Yeah, Bernie. I said, yes, Mr. Trucker Man. Um, how may I help you? He goes, uh, heard that call from that woman. And, uh, you know, I deal in lumber. And uh, I could contribute uh, all the lumber she needs for this wheelchair ramp. And I said, wow, that is so cool. Let me take your number, and I will get in touch with her. And we'll see if we can get this all worked out. So I took his number. A few minutes later, another guy calls. Sound like the same guy, but it was a different guy. He goes, yeah, Bernie. See, it sounded like the same guy. Could have been his twin brother. I don't know. He said, uh, I'm in construction, and I'd like to help that woman get that wheelchair ramp built. And I took his number. And you guys, you got to understand, the power of radio is so amazing. I mean... All of a sudden, I'm getting two guys, two guys who you know are in their trucks hearing this woman need a wheelchair ramp. Uh, so I, I hung up and I texted my boss and I said, hey, we got we to gotta get these people in touch with this woman. Uh, what's the best way to do it? Well, I thought he was just going to text me back. He walks into the control room and I'm in tears. I am sobbing. I just could not believe the kindness of these two guys. And he walks in the room and he goes, Bernie, what's wrong? (laughs) He thought maybe something happened at home or something, but it was just so moving. And so then 
I called her back, and she's in tears, too, and we're all crying, and it's just, oh, God, it's a sob fest going on. So that, that is why I had to play that call. It's just radio is so powerful like that. It's just amazing. And then, you know, some people, you know, win money, and they're not all that excited. Oh, thank you. Then, then you get a woman who wins a pair of tickets to the Colts game, and you'd think she won a thousand dollars or something. Yes, you are. Are you kidding? Me? I would not kid about something important like this. Oh my God, I'm so are, are you okay? No, I'm gonna have a heart attack. <laughs> oh my God, I'm the oh, Bernie, I love you. Uh, who is this? This is Tammy. Tammy. Yeah. Well, congratulations. I'm so excited. You're a winner, Tammy. I'm a winner. I got the tickets. I'm going to see the Colts game. I, I would like to apologize to anyone who uh, has uh, bleeding ears right I now. Know, I'm so sorry. I just got to find a date now. Really? <laughs> I don't think that'll be hard. It'll be very simple. <laughs> wow. Tammy was very happy about getting those Colts tickets. I mean, I've given away $2,500 from people who were half that happy. That was just so incredible. I couldn't believe it. Now, we, um, we ran another contest years ago called Double Your Salary. Now, we, we ran this contest three times a day. And it, it was kind of the same principle. It was like, okay, we call your name, you call us back, you, you win double your salary. But, of course, because it was three times a day, people were a little more active about it. Now, this call I'm going to play for you did not air. Um, because what would happen is people would, hear, would miss the name, and they would call, and they would say, whose name did you call? Well, I never told them because I didn't think that was right. But my thing was, why did you miss the name? And I, I had a whole bunch of these calls. Never, ever played them on the air. But I'm going to play one for you now, just because you're you. Hi, V105.7. I was calling to see what name you called. You were? Yeah. What's your name? Elizabeth Briggs. Elizabeth. Why did you not hear the name? Because I went to the bathroom. <laughs> Are you at work today, Elizabeth? You ought to suggest that they put a uh, radio in the bathroom. That is a good suggestion. Do you have a suggestion box there? I don't, but I can make one. Yeah, you might want to do that, because so that way when you're in the bathroom, not only might you hear your name, but you could hear a song you really like, too. That's true. (laughs) Well, we didn't call your name, by the way. Okay, well, thank you so much. I will try to hold it next time. Yeah, you might want to do that. Hope she did okay. But, you you know, and see, I did that for my own amusement because uh, sometimes on the morning show, you had to keep yourself awake. I mean, it was just one of those things. And, and I got so many of those calls that it was fun. And the other thing that's fun is when somebody calls and says, 
I got the wrong number. Now, if if you're a nice person, you're good, you're kind, you say, oh, okay, that's okay. But not me. Oh, no. No, I had to take it all the way to the end. Oh, I'm sorry. I have the wrong number. Oh, who are you trying to call? Actually, I was trying to call a funeral home. Oh, well, you know what? You're very close, actually. <laughs> this this is right there next to the funeral home. Is it? Okay. Well, yeah. Can you next door and tell my friend to reach you? <laughs> By the way, I just want you to know, things are pretty dead over here. Oh, well, obviously. Yeah, really. We're being buried in paperwork. I can't believe it. Keep going. This is getting better and better. Yeah, yeah. People dying to get in there. <laughs> Making you feel uh, alive again, huh? Just sparked my day, I'll tell you. Okay, and who did I call again? I'm sorry. Uh, you called uh, B105.7's funeral home. Okay. It's a, it's a radio station. Okay. Where are you? Actually, I'm in Noblesville. Oh, you're in Noblesville. So you probably yeah. heard of B105.7. Yes, I have. I'm sorry. I just misdialed. Well, hey, uh, don't forget to uh, sign up for double your salary, you know, because funeral costs are expensive these days. Hello? And by the way, I really, I really need to thank... Michael for setting up the audio for me and enabled me to uh, play that stuff. I mean, I talked to Michael years ago when he was doing overnights on the radio and I was much younger and I said, yeah, Michael, someday I'm going to work in Los Angeles. <clears throat> I, uh, I lied, apparently. Um, but no, the, the radio thing was so much fun. And, and one of the, okay, I never, I never talked about my blindness on the air. Uh, I didn't think it was necessary. You know, it's like I could have. I just didn't think it was necessary. So one day, though, I did make a little blind joke on the air. Um, there was the dishwashing liquid called Joy. Now, now, Joy at one time had a slogan that said, gets dishes so clean you can see yourself in them. Coincidentally, Stevie Wonder had a song called Overjoyed. I said, Stevie Wonder's Overjoyed, where the dishes get so clean with joy, even he can see himself in them. And a guy called me, guy called me on the phone, I think it was one of the truckers, actually goes, that wasn't funny. And he goes, I'm going to meet you downstairs after your show, and I'm going to kick your, well, you know what he said. <laughs> and I said, well, if, if it helps at all, sir, I'm blind, okay? He goes, that's a bunch of bulls. So he, <laughs> he didn't even believe that. So, you know, it's like, okay, well, I guess, I guess I'll meet him downstairs after the show. But he was a chick, and he didn't show up, of course. And I counted on that too. So, um, yeah, exactly. I, I could have told him, sir, really, you, you want to wrestle me, you'll win. It's okay. Just, I'll just lay down and die now. Okay. Thank you. So, you know, I just, I, I know I want to, I, I don't know, maybe open it up for questions if we can, but before I do that, I, 
I just want to say that everybody in this room today is amazing. Everybody has something about them that is amazing. Absolutely. Give yourself a hand. You should. You should. And I mean, I got, I got real lucky. You know, I knew what I wanted to do when I was 10 years old. And I did it, and I wasn't going to take no for an answer. And, yeah, there were a lot of people at school who told me not to do it, including Mr. Harrelson. We've, we've talked since then, though, so we're okay. But what, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is it's not just a job. There are some people here who have done amazing things job-wise, uh, Jeff Claxon, Jeff Ripperger, you know, and Pam Schnur. One day Pam Schnur said, you know, I'm not going to sit around feeling sorry for myself. I'm going to get into the vending program, and I'm going to kick butt. And she did, and she does. And, and Tony Schnur, I mean, he puts up with her, and he's like a computer whiz. And there are so many people like that who can do so many amazing things. There are people who, there are blind bowlers who are so good. I have, the only thing I've ever done with bowling is the same thing I've done with my mind. They're both in the gutter because that's, that's, that's all I can do. But, but I think I just, I need for people to, to remember we are in many ways a community of blind people and we need to support each other as much as we can. And why do I say that? Because sometimes we will say things about one another to other people who then pass it right along to the person we said it about. So we've got to remember who we are and where we come from, and we can't do that stuff to each other. we got to lift each other up. we got to prop each other up because it's a tough-ass world out there, and I don't care what you say. It... Every every single day I went to work, I loved it, but it was a fight. It always was. And it's like there was a guy who did not want me doing his remotes. In other words, his station remotes where you go out and, and do a, a live commercial thing. He did not want a blind person doing his remotes. He uh, didn't work there much longer after that, but, you know, nonetheless... But but I, I think it's just it's so important that we that we prop each other up as best we can because that's sometimes that's all we got. And you know, it's like you don't have to be mean to each other. You just don't. So that's all I wanna say. That's all I wanna say about it. And I I would be happy to uh entertain a few questions. Cause I get paid by the word, so uh keep them coming. <laughs> Anybody have any questions? Uh, Tamira Robinson. Um, did you not work at WERK in Muncie for a while? I did work at WERK. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And and by the way, I had a great time there. Oh, right now I do. Well, that's because I'm the same age. I have not aged at all. But yes. Yeah, but yes, Myra, I did. I did work there. It was uh, it was nineteen uh, nineteen eighty. Okay. Yep, and uh, like I say, it was a great time. I uh, I love Bill Shirk, the guy who uh, owned it at the time, and uh, I did not, but I know who he is. I know I know his wife. Uh, went to college with her, so 
You guys don't mind Myra and I just have a little talk. If you have a question, just raise your hand and the microphone person will come to you. Hey, that's a nice idea. Yeah, we finally figured it out. Bernie, can you tell us anything about the bootleg radio stations you might have helped with at uh, school? John <laughs> What's the question? Oh, can you tell us anything about the uh, underground radio stations you might have worked with? I have no clue what uh, what you. <laughs> I didn't think so. Who is that over there? John Wote. John Wote. How are you doing, John? We got to we got to get together sometime, John, because. Uh, you you, uh, you actually set me up with uh, talking to Jeff Claxton one time when you guys were all in town doing stuff. So, uh, uh, yes, I, I did have a little fun with some of those uh, radio stations. But I couldn't get on the legal ones, so what was I supposed to do? <laughs> I needed to have some fun. Anything hey, else? Bernie. I even stood up so you could see me better. Now I get a better Thank you. view of you, too. Turn, turn a little to your left. <laughs> it's Chad Beach. Good to see you, my friend. Thank you. And uh, I would love your opinion on this, both from the broadcasting, quality of broadcasting and presentation aspect, and from the accessibility aspect. How much have computers helped or hurt or both? Wow. I don't have enough time for this question. <laughs> All right. When I, when I got into uh, to radio, uh, everything was very you know mechanical. I mean, you put your hand on things. You put carts in machines. Carts, they, they looked... Like old eight tracks, if you've ever seen those, and and I uh, I put braille labels on all of them, and uh, and it was you know I mean all you had to do is you had to learn the board, you had to learn the process, but it it was very hands on. You knew that when you put that cart in the machine and pushed the button, unless something terrible went wrong, it was going to play. So that was great. Now then they decided it's time to go computer. And uh, they talked to me at length about it and said, all right, Bernie, so um, we're, we got to go to a computer system. What are we going to – we need to help you as best we can. What should we do? So we talked, and they, inter- they interviewed a few companies. And so they – and, of course, I was not part of the interview process because uh, I was too busy being on the air and stuff. But they talked to one company – and the engineer from that company, they said, hey, we have a blind guy on staff. Can you guys set up the computer system to accommodate him? And this guy didn't miss a beat. He said, no. <laughs> and, and they said, well, we, you know, we, we, he's really good on the air. We like him. And we, we, the guy goes, why don't you fire him? Guess which computer company did not get the job? But they, but they did find a company that could accommodate, and, and uh, it worked out pretty well. There, there are pros and cons, obviously. There are definitely things I cannot do myself. Uh, most of the things I can do, but there are things I can't do. And uh, my wife helps me a lot. Uh, people at the station have helped me. Um, Anything I can do, I will do. But yeah, there are it, it's uh, give and take, and you you just have to move forward with it. Uh, now I use a system; it's a touch screen, and we actually have a board that goes over the board with holes in it, and those holes are specifically where uh, different functions occur. 
And what I've done is just to make sure I'm really quick at doing it, I put Braille right near the holes on the board. And so if I hit those, theoretically, the next thing will start. And so it work, it's high-tech meets low-tech, and it works. So I hope that answers the question. Okay, I think we only have time for one more question. That's what I've been told. Yes. I do. Was that your question? <laughs> well, Bill and I both know Russell Fry. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I mean, we go way back. He's a he's a radio freak. I'm telling you. You know, kind of like I am. I mean, when I was in school. All I could think about was radio and, well, one other thing, but mostly radio. <laughs> so, so yeah, that, that was, yeah, and, and Russell Fry was the same way. And, and Bill was too. So, yeah. Um, and I know, I know we're running out of time. I thought I would have way too much time. Uh, and I can't believe it. I, I, I just want to say, you guys, this has been about five times as much fun as I thought it was going to be. And, and that's all because of you guys. So, Here's, you know what's really cool? What's really cool is um, when, when you're blind, you think you got a standing ovation. I love that. Thank you. Thanks, you guys. Thank you very much, Bernie. Thank you.